I'm also the founder of the Sasquatch Coffee Company. You can check it out at www.squatchcoffee.com. And with me always is my good friend and the consummate Bigfoot researcher, Shane Hardcore Corson. Shane, how are you, buddy? Doing well, Gunner. <laughs> doing, doing well, my friend. <laughs> out here in the wet Pacific Northwest, what a weekend. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it, it's typical that, you know, right before right for Halloween that the rain starts coming down and it did not disappoint this, this year for Halloween. Um, it, uh, has been pouring down rain. I, in fact, you were out, you, you went up to our research area this weekend to recover, to retrieve some, uh, equipment. How'd that go? Oh, wow. I'll tell you what. So I, I get out there and it is just bucketing rain and the wind you know, the, these trees, you know, they bend like a U. Uh, they're meant to. I mean, that, that's just nature. Yeah, but, you know, looking at them when you're in the middle of, you know, hiking out and grabbing, you know, I grabbed some cards out of my, uh, some of the trail cameras and grabbed some audio. And, um, you know, you hear things snapping off. I mean, it's kind of, it's semi-dangerous because, you know, you got branches breaking off and you don't want to get hit by one. Uh, but uh, I was kind of worried about the audio that I had placed out there previously. I didn't want to get soft and wet, even though I took precautions to, Keep it from getting wet with the wind and stuff. I left me wondering, so I decided to go out there and collect some of the uh, uh, SD cards out of the trail cams and uh, grab the audio and remove that. But yeah, wow, it was just it was it was wicked, wicked. <laughs> it was freaky at times. <laughs> yeah, it it uh, we even had some uh, thunder and light, lightning here on the coast today, so. 
Yeah. I mean, Mount, Mount uh, Rainier, they, it got that area of Washington got pummeled, you know, by snow and rain. I mean, they got, I think, 10 plus inches, uh, close to 13, I believe, and uh, which, you know, a lot of that was probably snow. And uh, I don't even know exactly what Tillman got, but it was uh, all the rivers down there are just washed out in that area. You know, the Wilson, the Trask, uh, the Miami, all those, you know, Kilches, all those rivers are just washed out and, 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 you know, they've gone up quite a few feet. You know, we went through quite a dry spell and now these rivers are flowing pretty nice uh, with this rain that we actually really needed uh, big time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they were saying we're supposed to get five to nine inches in the coast range um, between Friday and Saturday. So, yeah, it was weird because yeah. I, you know, I, I, whenever I was driving the Highway Six between Tillamook and and uh, Portland area, the 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 Wilson River was I've never seen it as low as as it's been. So, yeah, we we do need the rain, you know, fill things back up. So, and. Mm-hmm. They're saying it's supposed to be supposed to be a wet wet uh, winter. So uh, yeah, wet, wet winter. I'm not sure if it's going to be uh, you know definitely a wet winter. I'm not sure if we're going to get a whole lot of snow or not. Well, you know, I'm kind of waiting to see. <clears throat> you know, a lot of the hunters you know are reporting you know, and, and from what I've noticed, you know, the deer are a little bit more brown this year rather than you know a gray. Uh, and you know, usually that's an indicator that it's going to be um, more of a wet season than a snowy season. Um, you know, typically. So, you know, obviously brown, you know, you kind of blend into your foliage, whereas, you know, more of a gray coat would blend into, you know, a snow-like setting. So we'll see what happens. I'm kind of curious to see if we do get a lot of snow or not. Uh, I guarantee it's going to be a wet one, though, that's for sure. And, you know, when I was out in the Tillamook area, I I really didn't see, usually I can, you know, drive out there and hike around and, and see lots of wildlife, but it was such a storm that, you know, everything everything just hunkered down. Uh, there wasn't deer or elk or anything to be seen, birds, squirrels, you know, you name it. Everything was hunkering down, taking shelter from this, uh, this pretty big storm we had. Yeah, so that's cool. We're, uh, like I said, we need the, the weather. So um, well, our topic today is, is what is Bigfoot? Um, and all kinds of divisions in, in uh, Bigfoot, and one of them, is is uh, from the knowers, the people that have actually had a confirmation experience, and the people that are still looking, you know, to have that confirmation experience. Which um, I'm in, I'm in that boat. I've I've not ever seen anything, you know. I've not seen a bigfoot at this point, so I I still reserve my two percent that that uh, everybody, has, you know, all bigfoot reports. And all Bigfoot evidence is misidentified or or uh, misrepresented. Um, mm-hmm. So that and and you and you on the other hand have walked through that door of of uh, you know having a confirmation experience. You've seen a Bigfoot, so yeah, yeah. So it, uh, there's a there is quite a quite a difference there, you know. Uh, yeah as to <laughs> having seen one and not seen one um, and just looking purely at the evidence and, and the historical value and, and your friends and family and those that you, you trust and your colleagues that have possibly seen a Sasquatch, there's um, respectively a difference there and, and, and should be. Uh, I don't think anybody uh, should take anything at face value 
You know, I don't expect anybody to believe me that I 100% saw a Sasquatch. Uh, they weren't there. They don't, you know, especially, you know, my friends and family, you know, they trust me that I saw something. Right. But well, they I weren't believe, there. And I, yeah. Right. And I believe, I believe that you believe you saw something and that you had that experience. And uh, yeah. so that, you know, that probably pushes my the needle a little bit closer to to uh, another half percent. So, no, I mean that's and that's the thing is there's there's a lot of credible people that 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 report encounters and it's been going on for a long time. I'm in uh, I've been reading uh, Joe Bielart's book um, Oregon Bigfoot Highway. Very good book if you haven't had a chance to uh, check it out yet. You should. Very good book. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and you were uh, and you and I talked and. And you've read it and are, are mm-hmm. rereading it. So rereading, um, yes, yeah, yeah. So and, and it's it, one of the things that's fascinating about it is all the historical encounters and and for a very specific area that you know and and if you've been out there and that area is pretty close um, is in the neighborhood of where you had your encounter. Absolutely, you know. Uh... Joe Bealhart is known as the King of Clackamas, you know, because he's been researching that area for a long time. Same with Tom Powell, um, and uh, and many others. In fact, uh, you know, Cliff Berrickman, you know, he's he's been in that area a lot, and uh, you know, but he covers pretty much the Mount Hood area. I mean, both sides of the mountain, you know, everywhere from you know Clackamas to Detroit Lake area, and he, you know, Joe Bealhart really has done his homework and been out there and. Uh, you know, he's one of the, you know, that's why they call him the King Clackamas. He's just done so much out there and, and, and witnessed a lot of stuff and recorded a lot of stuff and interviewed a lot of people. And uh, the book is full of really good information um, historically and his own personal experiences. And so, yeah, I mean, it's a great book that I've gone back to. Um, and it's a lot of it's helped corroborate uh, some of the things that I've witnessed and encountered out there, being one of my research areas that um I, I love to go to, uh, and that historically has so much value. Um, even Peter Byrne, you know, uh, has been is one of his old stomping grounds, and so it's uh, it's good to refer back to people um, like Joe Bealhart and Peter Byrne and, and these guys that have been out there doing this a lot longer than I have, uh, and uh, I can pick up on what they're doing and use and. Uh, some of this information to better my research. Absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, the things going forward uh, are better when we, we pay attention to what's happened in the past. I mean, that's, um, and you know, Joe, and you taught, you break up Peter Byrne. When I was, I, Peter is one of the reasons why I got into Bigfooting because he had the Bigfoot research project out you know, in the Dalles area when I was growing up. And it was, uh, um, I, and it's funny that because that area, the, the uh, one end of, of uh, the Bigfoot High, Oregon Bigfoot Highway that, that uh, Joe uh, has dubbed this area is Estacada, Oregon. And, and growing up, I remember hearing stories about Estacada and, and uh, thinking that, that was, you know, uh, being young and, and not uh, and naive. I would thought that it was our uh, that was where Bigfoot lived was out by Mount Hood and and Estacada and, and that that it was our you know he was our uh, monsters per se. 
Right. And uh, and now we know that there's it's a, it's a lot more they're they're a lot more widespread than that. You know, one of the things is that that confirmation experience and almost everybody that I talk to who has had a uh, a sighting and and knows they exist walks through a doorway of from are they to what are they and and wonders what you know how these things could have, could have existed um without us being able to prove they exist um up to date i mean you know that and that is it, it is a fascinating uh topic um some people think that they you know that they you, you got from one end that they're they're uh, a flesh and blood um animal basically or some where between human and ape, and then uh, on the far on the other end, you got um, that they, you know, they through portals and they they are dropped off. You know, they they pilot uh, UFOs, um, right? And and then you got everything basically in between there. You know, there's orbs that come up, and there's other you know, and then there's just. Uh, animal behavior and and that's um we were talking earlier this week and that's one of the things for me is like if they you know if you're if you're talking about a bigfoot and and talking about one creature it how can it the thing the thing is they're either you have some either or questions they are either uh uh, a bipedal primate that is terrestrial or they're they're uh, some intergalactic traveler, you know, and and it, it seems like the vast majority of reports and and experiences that people have with them, um, to me, lean them towards being uh, a, a bi- un, unclassified bipedal primate. Yeah, some sort of right. hominid. Right, that they that they are, you know, they exist, and they show, you know, behavior that that it, to me it's a hard. What if they're uh, if they're able to travel between dimensions and they're able to, you know, fly off in a UFO? Why are they hunting deer? You know, why are right. they? Why why is their animal their behavior seem terrestrial and an animal? Um, yeah, and what, what's your thoughts on? Right. Well, I I got to look at to you know I got to refer back to where where these these sightings are being reported. You know we're not seeing these sightings in downtown Portland, Oregon, or uh, you know downtown Spokane or Yakima or or uh, you know New York City. We're not seeing these sightings there. I mean there are your suburb sightings, but there's always a forest nearby. You know there's always some sort of woods nearby. Okay. Uh, so we're not seeing. Or, or any really credible reports coming from, you know, cities or, or towns, unless there's a, a you know, it, it butts up against a real big force or a you know, natural preserve or something. So, to me, that's one key aspect is, you know, you got that, that's animalistic. That's and bears come in sometimes into these areas. Why? Well, because they're you know seeking out trash cans or uh, food, you know, something of that nature. You know, and, and same thing with deer and everything else. Uh, but we're not seeing these sightings in these other areas. It, for me, that's uh, sticks out like a sore thumb. So we got 
these sightings in forests and woods and, and places where something can seek shelter, has a quick retreat, has lots of food and whatnot. Um, you know, I, I will always refer to Bigfoot as, right now, unless proven otherwise, as some sort of, you know, primate, some sort of hominid. You know, something, you know, it, it you know, something that, uh, it, you know, it obviously uh, is reported to walk bipedal. Uh, at times it's seen on all fours. Uh, large, hairy, muscular, bipedal um, creature. And I don't haven't seen any evidence personally to suggest otherwise. You know, I won't call it a primate per se. I don't know what Sasquatch is. I know it's out there, and so I won't get an argument as to well, is it a primate? Is it a you know some sort of hominid? You know, um, to me that's mute. Um, but I will say that I believe that it's terrestrial. That it is it's natural. It's been here for a long time. The Native Americans report that. You know, and as you were talking about earlier, Gunner. Um, something that seems to act like an animal. Uh, it's, you know, it, it seems to possibly hunt deer and stuff. I mean, Native Americans report it stealing uh, their kills, whether it was, uh, you know, uh, deer or elk, and also taking their catch away, you know, uh, steelhead and whatnot, salmon, you know. Lots of reports, uh, you, you know, in the Halem River, uh, you know, the Native Americans talked about him catching salmon and steelhead and tying them up, and, and Sasquatch would come by and take them. And that's just, uh, you know, you got food there. Uh, it's readily available, and it felt comfortable to take it. It's natural. It, it doesn't seem supernatural to me. It's just very much the uh, has all the characteristics of something of a creature, of an animal, Um you know, I won't get into an argument about whether it's more human or not. I don't know. Um, but I definitely think, well, we know, you know, it's just... I, I think there's a, even among Bigfooters, there's an agreement that whatever whatever their nature is, and if, that they're, we're dealing with something that's highly intelligent. Mm-hmm. Would you, oh, would yeah. you agree I, with I, that? I, oh, totally. I mean, it, it, that goes, almost goes without saying. It would have to be. Uh, more intelligent than anything else found specifically, you know, talking about, you know, North America, that that's found here. You know, it's smarter than a bear and <laughs> smarter than an elk or a deer and cougar and all these other animals that we run into. Because, um, you know, we, we catch those all the time on trail cameras, and, and we catch these things, uh, you know, we can hunt these things. So whatever we're dealing with is, yes, definitely smarter. Um, but also, I, I believe too, is it smaller in number? I don't, you know, uh, believe that there's hundreds of thousands of these things roaming around. I think we're dealing with a smaller number. They're more right. elusive. They're smarter, and they're smaller in numbers. You know, we don't we don't know anything about Sasquatch. We don't know a gestation period. I mean, look at uh, orangutans. You know, I mean, they can have. Um, I think the number is. Um, I think, don't quote me, but they don't have, you know, orangutans don't have, uh, you know, offspring every year. It's it's years and years, you know, uh, upwards of three to four, if not more than that, I believe, um, they have offspring. So we have something that's very rare and is is very elusive and has learned to be elusive. Uh, And so it doesn't surprise me. that we're not catching them on trail cameras and all it, that, that doesn't surprise me at all. You know, you know, not not whatsoever. But very smart indeed. Has to be. Has to be smart. Well, that's it. The um, 
I got into a discussion with someone who refers to to trail cams as squatch repellent, and 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 the blanket statement was made that there's no pictures. How come there's no pictures of them on trail cams? Well, there's, I that's not true. There are some purported pictures or or things that could be. Um, that are interesting. Obviously, right. there's nothing conclusive. Um, it was interesting to see this week that there was a picture, you know, of a. They found a picture of an unknown monkey in a in a uh, that showed up, and they're looking at that as as possibly definitive as evidence oh, yeah. of that, yeah. that that creature's existence that they didn't know of before. <clears throat> right. So. I believe that and, was um, in, in Indonesia, I believe, and uh, Cliff, Cliff Berkman, he wrote a blog about that, uh, you know, that there was a picture taken of this, this, this monkey in a cage, and nobody right. could identify it, you know, and uh, yet they're saying, okay, well, we got a new new uh, new type of monkey here, you know, and, you know, and, well, that shows that, you know, and they're not done, obviously this is, not they're not done looking at if this is absolutely factual i mean as far as it do we have another uh, you know type of primate here uh there's a lot of work going to be done there but by all you know purposes you know it means this is looks like a new type of uh, monkey and that, that's fascinating because you know science is talking about this and looking at it and going oh maybe you know all we have is a picture to go off of they don't have a body uh, and so that's that's very interesting. And um, you know, of course, they didn't catch this thing on a trail cam or anything. The trail cam right. issue. You know, there are lots of trail cams out there. I have. If we had a lot of the reconnaissance, uh, you know, the more expensive trail cameras out there that put out, you know, little um, IR and stuff, I think we have a better, uh, you know, chance. But right now, you know, a lot of people place these trail cameras out there, including myself. Uh, and I have some more expensive ones, but I have some cheap ones too. The, the you know they put out, I mean they they stick out like sore thumbs. It'd be, it'd be you know it's 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 hard to get regular animal life on these. You know I've placed trail cams in fantastic spots, and I know they're fantastic spots because there's there's um all sorts of trails and and you know animal trails and whatnot. And I can go weeks without anything, and then all of a sudden I'll get a deer or something on there or whatnot. You know I've gotten bear, I've gotten all sorts of animals on there. Um, but after years, you know, of doing this, and they're not always placed in the best spots. You know, it's sometimes it's a guessing game, and waiting for that that critter or whatever to come by. Um, the Sasquatch avoiding trail cameras. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, Sasquatch avoiding trail cameras. It's a it's a possibility for sure, and it's a good possibility if they see it or notice it or see some sort of light or anything coming off it. Um, you know, that's why in a lot of these videos, even the really suspect ones are the ones that kind of stick out in my head. A lot of times, Sasquatch is right up on, you know, possibly right up on this thing, you know, and all you're seeing is glimpses of maybe a face or a hand or arms or just a body. And a lot of times, you see something messing with it from behind. And it could be a bear. It could be a lot of things, based depending on where you place your trail from off the ground. So, uh, and, of course, it's a needle in a haystack. Unless you think there's hundreds of thousands of these things out there, to get one on a trail cam, I mean, a really good shot you know, it's near impossible. I mean, it really, really is, in my opinion. Well, and that's the thing is there's 
like you like you referred to a needle in the haystack and somebody else said it's a needle in a haystack and you know the needle's moving and that right <laughs> and you think about you you know that there's trail cams out out there but they're uh, how what percentage of the entire uh woods wooded area um is actually covered by trail cams it's a very very small percentage you know, there's, right. you're talking about millions of acres of, of forest and and very little coverage in the the one the, to me the things that uh, the conversation I've had is you know the the place where there are uh, suspect uh, trail cam pictures I, I think they they may have an awareness of you know you're talking about how how intelligent are they. Do they know that they take pictures of them? Probably not. I doubt that they know what a picture is, but I, I think that they see something out of out of uh, um, the norm in an area that they're very familiar with. Um, their behavior that if if uh, things that I've experienced in our research area are indeed Bigfoot related, um, they seem to know their their uh, territory very well. They you know they come in and they. I, I suspect that when they come into an area, they know how they're leaving that area. So, um, right. You know, and not so just that too, they, but you know, we as humans leave scent. We leave scent everywhere, right. unless you know. That's why, you know, rain's a good thing. It'll wash away scent. You know, uh, especially mm-hmm. human scent after a certain amount of days. Uh, you know, you're placing these trail cameras up in areas. <clears throat> And who's to say Sasquatch, uh, you know, is not very aware of this human scent, you know, and then you're touching, uh, I, I would venture to say most uh, most people that place trail cameras out there aren't taking the precautions to wear gloves and desanitize the trail cam and, and place it out there with as little human scent as they possibly can. It's going to happen. So there's a scent there. Is it scent related? Is... Is there, you know, is it getting off a certain light or glow? Um, you know, it, you know, Sasquatch, I would assume, is very, you know, keen on its area, knows it very well. And but I don't think it, Sasquatch is so is, is so smart as, as to uh, avoid these things all the time. I think there are, it makes mistakes. You know, I've seen quite a few really awesome, I believe, trail cam pictures and videos that possibly show a Sasquatch. You know, some are online and some aren't online. Some people don't want to share them. But right. uh, I, it's something I will continue to utilize because I, I do want better proof. I do want better videos uh, and pictures and stuff. So trail cameras are a plus in my book. You know, I don't think they're absolute Sasquatch repellent. Well, so, and that's what, some of the things that I've seen, uh, there's the, you know, the apple tree Bigfoot one that was on Finding Bigfoot where it looks like very much like the gentleman had found a large area of his apple tree had been, you know, stripped of apples and he put up a trail cam and then gets a, an interesting picture. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that, that, first of all, it, it's an area that if, I think there's a, when you, when we catch them on trail cams, I think there's a, there may be because there's a, a more compelling reason for them to go into that area that they're not, that their defense is down that they're not, or, or it's an area that they're not that familiar with, or it's an area like that, in with the uh, the um, apple tree picture, where um, 
it was used to going there, and, and all of a sudden the trail cam was there. Human scent was already there. Um, there's a picture. There's a picture from Cliff's um, DVD, the uh, road trip, Bigfoot road trip, where yes. um, it, it appears that something is running down a trail. Well, if you're running, yeah. you know you're not paying attention to your surrounding as as much as you would otherwise. So I think that's. that's I mean. That lens. Oh, sorry, but that's one of my and favorite trail cam picks because that was mm-hmm. given to him by. Um, that's not trail or uh, Cliff's own trail cam picture. He was given that to him. You know, that was given to him by, by some law enforcement foot. individuals oh, in foot, the yeah. Estacada area, and this thing seemed to be home, but on a trail, mm-hmm. uh, I think four or five feet behind the camera or behind a tree, and it looked like it was booking, and he kind of get a blur. You know, how many pictures right. out there? have hunters taken that it seems to be a blur or possibly a bear that might be a Sasquatch, but they look at it and go, oh, it's a bear, or it's too blurry, who knows what it is, and they pass it off. I mean, who right. knows? Right. Well, and that's the, the vast, and that's the thing is the other, the uh, vast majority of the trail cams that are probably out there aren't out there for Bigfoot research. They're out there for for hunters that are, are what, you know, checking game uh, uh, and and that kind of stuff. It, they they're not out there. So even the the uh, number of trail cams that are out there, um, they're not out there for, with the purpose of of capturing a picture of Bigfoot. So right. like you said, it's a needle in a haystack, um, and and the needles moving, and the and the odds of catching a getting a good picture are are slim. Anyway, it, it's interesting is how few even on game cameras how few uh, animals that you know are there that you get pictures of. Um, yeah, you know, that's, exactly. It, it's the, rare uh, to get a picture of a, a bear or a cougar or you know. Yeah, you know Stephen Stewart. You know Stewart. His his group uh, based out of the Sierras. You know, I mean. They've gone some, uh, what was it, a marmot on a trail cam mm-hmm. um, right. and some other animals that are, you know, very, very rare. And they've managed to capture them. But, I mean, we're talking like one one photo, you know, right. not like a whole bunch of photos, but one showing that these things are out there. I mean, um, badgers are, are a great example of something out there, specifically in, Nor- in Northern California that, are rarely seen, and to capture one on a trail cam or any other uh, sort of device is, is pretty spectacular and exciting all by itself. Of course, you know, I guess, you know, it brings us back to, you know, what is Sasquatch? You know, what is right. a Sasquatch? Well, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll, I say this, I don't know how many times uh, a day to certain folk and different people that email me and contact me. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I wish I did. Uh is it a primate? Is, you know, it could be something very unique, very unique. I mean, obviously it's unique, but more unique than we can understand right now as far as, uh, you know, um, what we know to be out there. Um, and I'm not talking about supernatural. I'm talking about just a, a very benign and intelligent creature, animal, whatever. Uh, you know, most of, uh, you know, I, re- I got to refer back to the record- some of the recordings that, you know, the Olympic Project has taken some of the recordings that I have personally taken and some of the recordings the Tillamook group has taken and work on. 
you know, I got a couple that I hold dearly because they're just, uh, given the circumstance and the area they're in and some of the uh, instances that we had out there, you know, they sound very primate-like um, with guttural growls and grunts and, uh, ooh, ooh, I mean, just very, very primate-like. To me, you know, that's that's kind of where I lean, that it is some sort of primate, you know, uh, and but very intelligent, you know. I mean, to the point where, you know, on one of my recordings uh, taken up in the Olympics um, during a Olympic Project ex- expedition, you know, after um, quite a quite a unique experience out there over a couple of days, you know, and placed my recorder out there. And I've, I spoke about this before on the show, but, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it was discovered my my uh, recorder that it was under a lot of debris. So, and, you know, it does give off, you know, it's got a little, it's a Tascam, so it gives off a little red light, which I tried mm-hmm. to cover up, or what was covered up as best as could be. And this thing found it, and it just sounded very primate-like. You know, it sniffed at it. It made some grunts and everything else. It didn't sound like anything I've ever heard before. Well, never recorded before or heard in person. But everything that I, after doing fault research on, it, it just sounded like a primate. It just sounded very primate-like. Very, and you know, it got my cackles up. I was excited about it because it was just very cool. And that's predominantly what's reported out there. You know, is that. You know, a lot of these reports is that it's a large, you know, large gorilla, a large, you know, hairy man or whatever. But, uh, you know, but it acts, seems to act, you know, to me like uh, uh, some sort of animal or something terrestrial and non, and not something non-terrestrial. Well, we talked, you and I were talking about, you know, there, you could have two separate incidents where I saw, I mean, say I'm out in the woods and I see a UFO and then in in a short time frame, I see a Bigfoot. Those those two, I think sometimes that there's a bridge gap between two incidents, that, and there's two, there's an assumption made that the two events are re- related. Right. And that yeah. And that that's that does not one one thing does not necessarily the the only way that I, I've had had some weird stuff happen um, in in our research area. And I can't I can't even tell you that it was Bigfoot. Right. I can tell you a lot of things that it wasn't. You know, um, in fact, uh, I re- recorded a very loud crash. You know, about midnight. In re- and and uh, our best guess, based on finding a uh, softball-sized rock um, in the vicinity of where the sound came from, was that that was what caused the sound. Do I know that with I cannot say with 100% certainty that it was, and it'd be a leap for me. I, I can tell you that, that a raccoon didn't throw, you know, if it was the rock that made the sound, it wasn't a raccoon, it wasn't a deer. I mean, was it a Bigfoot? Don't know. Didn't didn't see a Bigfoot throw a rock. So, I mean, it's, for me, I'm very, you know, I have to tread very lightly about, like, leaping even from something as as obviously non, you know, I say, hey, they put the rock at us. I don't know that. What was really cool, and was when I went back and reviewed the the audio, is that um, Jess, who was up, had accompanied me on this trip, had done a, a agitated chimp sound immediately before uh, the crash, um, and that was yes. pretty cool. So yeah, exactly. 
and, makes you and that, wonder. You know, it does make you wonder because you know it was directly after that that agitated you know uh, primate chimp sound whatever you want to call it uh, that mm-hmm. that occurred. You know, and I've I've been around. Uh, you know, I've been in scenarios where we were mimicking stuff like that and had um, things happen. Not even on purpose, just goofing off and had things happen. You know, trees fall over, middle of the day at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, no wind or anything. You know, could it be natural? Oh, heck yeah. I didn't see a Sasquatch push over a tree, you know, 30 yards from my tent on a trail. Uh, No, but it's just, it's odd. Um, Mm -hmm. Those are sort of things that happen. Um, But once again, you know, these things seem to happen in wooded areas um, where there's lots of animals. You know, I mean, most of your sightings... Uh, you know, are in uh, forest or natural settings um, where there's an expanse of uh, forest and whatnot where something can retreat. And I, I getting back to what you were talking about a second ago there, there, I think there is a lot of assumption going on, you know, a lot of times, maybe not always, but a lot of times where because you're in the woods or the forest, or you think you're really far out there and you have something happen, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, you perceive it supernatural or not, you know, and, and if you're, especially if you're in the, in this field, you know, in this, this field of Sasquatch mm-hmm. research, you tend to correlate the two when it could be completely opposite things or nothing related at all. Because um, even though I got some great recordings, you know, a lot of people have some fantastic recordings. Nobody saw a Sasquatch make those recordings. Nobody saw a Sasquatch per se throw a rock, hit a tree, or do any of this stuff. We just assume, because we don't know what it is, that it has to be a Sasquatch. Well, that's a fallacy because we don't know. We, you know, it takes a, a witness and a Bigfoot to have a sighting. Well, much can be said about the, you know, with with the evidence provided. <clears throat> that um you know your opinion is only as good as the evidence provided so just because you recorded something or or kind of or saw something even you know unless you can say hey i saw a sasquatch you know do this or that you know it, to me i i got to i got to you know bite my tongue or or really think about it and when especially when i look into the supernatural realm um or the paranormal realm of some of these uh what people report i don't I can't tie the two together uh, because most of the time they're like, well, I was in a Sas- an area where, you know, Sasquatch hasn't seen or I've had this and this happen. Well, how do you know Sasquatch, you know, did that or that was a Sasquatch? I mean, it's kind of ludicrous to me to uh, claim Sasquatch when, in fact, you really didn't see anything. You observed something. You don't know. You can't say it was a Sasquatch. You just can't. No, that's true. Hey, we got we got uh, the caller that has wants to uh, jump in here. So, you ready? Yes. All right. Hey, Henry. Good evening, good evening, gentlemen. How you doing, buddy? How you doing? Oh, we're doing fine. Good. So we're talking about what what is a Bigfoot? Yeah. What do you, what do you got for us? What do you think it is? Well, there have been so many theories, uh, you know, bandied about over the years, and some people say it's uh, it's an ape-like primate. Some people say it's a hominid or a hominoid. 
Uh, some say it's its own species, which um, there, there there could be an argument made for that, you know. But really, I mean, we are we are at we are at uh, we're still in the infancy of the search for these creatures. So obviously, we don't know. We we have no idea at well this point. Said. Well said. I, I I truly believe that too, uh, Henry. That we are in the infancy. I I, I really hate the argument that. We've been at this for 50-plus years, blah, blah, and, and but I, it's still in infancy, I, I believe, in research. Uh, I don't think just because someone, you know, we've had multiple people at this, uh, researchers, scientists at this for 50 years, that people, you know, like this is some sort of old-school thing. It's There's things being learned and figured out, you know, every day. And it's an exciting time, I think, now to be involved in this research. And, uh, you know... Talking about what is what is a Sasquatch? To me, it's it's you know it's it's a it's a cool pastime. It's a cool thing to talk about. It's a you know it's a neat thing. I love hearing theories and ideas, but that's not as important to me as figuring out you know you know how they survive and you know where they go in the whole nine. I mean, I I, I know they're there, but uh, you know, Henry, you're a bit of a historian and you you've been around the block a long time. You know, I mean, you know, talk about Rene DeHendren and some of these other guys have been out there. You know, uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, do you have a personal opinion as to what Sasquatch could be? Uh, well, we've all heard the arguments about primate versus hominid or versus hominoid or whatever. Um, I, I think that uh, hominids and hominoids are primates. We are primates. We humans, we are primates. And we would be considered primates. We are part of the ape family, even though, of course, we're much more sophisticated than most apes. So although, of course, you have apes that know sign language and you have um, like, like gorillas, of course, Coco being the most famous example, uh, but you also have... Um, you also have a you know chimpanzees that can uh, use sticks to get termites out of termite mounds, and that takes a great deal of intelligence. Um, and and apes are apes are pretty smart. You know, I mean they may not be as sophisticated as humans, but they they still have a great deal of intelligence. Who's to say the Sasquatch don't have the same kind of intelligence? Also, um, no one. <laughs> I mean, it's, they they seem to you know if if they exist and and uh, I'm still on you know I'm leaning hard to the fact that they do and uh, they uh, they obviously have displayed some kind of level intelligence to elude uh, mankind to a great extent up to this point. Yeah, I agree. Uh, as far as what they are, I mean, I think that they are some kind of a primate, whether that's humanoid, whether that's uh, ape-like. I mean, that's still up in the air at this point. We still do not know. At this, I mean, at, at this juncture, it's it's up in the air. We really, we re- we really don't have much of an idea. I mean. A good friend of mine has once said, everything we have on Bigfoot is a theory. It's just that some theories are more popular than others. Right. And, and, and again, I, that's I, a good I, way I, of stating I, it, yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Because we, we have 
little evidence or you know data i mean uh we have sightings and footcasts and um impressions and uh, you know some unknown hairs out there uh we don't have a body uh we don't have anything to refer back to we don't really have any clear pictures uh other than you know possibly the 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 patty film so it's it's a mm-hmm. difficult thing to um talk about as far as well what is the sasquatch i mean uh nobody here is going to jump out and say oh, i know what it is i mean that's ludicrous you know we don't have uh as shelly Cumpton always says we don't don't have a bigfoot in our back pocket so <laughs> uh you know um but it's a it's a fascinating thing to talk about and uh i love talking to other researchers uh, historians enthusiasts as to experiences or their ideas because sometimes I do get tidbits of stuff that I look into or, or you know, that is sent to me. Then I go, oh, that's intriguing. You know, that's an interesting uh, route to take or an idea. And I'm never close-minded enough to say I know exactly what Sasquatch is. And it's not even, um, you know, I, I just try to look at known animals and and things that they do in the field and in the woods and the forest and the mountains and and. and try to wrap my head around that and then go okay well why would a sasquatch you know be in this area why would they be in this area i mean what are the natural resources um where could they go you know where did they come from the whole nine Mm-hmm. exactly um and i think the only way all these issues is going to be resolved is if someone brings one in i mean and I'm not necessarily saying that somebody has to go out and kill one, but what I'm saying is that uh, if someone finds some sort of remains, some sort of, um, and it doesn't have to be an entire corpse, it can be a head, it can be a foot, a hand, or whatever. Um, Grover Krantz made that suggestion years ago mm-hmm. that that you know if you can't carry a, if you can't carry the head, get a foot. If you can't get a foot, get a hand or get a finger or even a toe. Would uh, would would be preferable. I mean, although I can't imagine trying to carry a huge head of of one of these creatures. I mean, they're they're absolutely massive, and and, and I imagine the head would be pretty heavy. I would I would so say Henry, to that that if you're a serious researcher, you will find a way. <laughs> if you had that lottery ticket and came across something of that nature, you would find a way. So Henry, I I got I'll ask you, where are you on the? Have you had a confirmation experience? Yeah, I've actually had a couple of sightings. Okay. Uh, yeah, Flycatch and, points out in the chat room, and he's correct. They don't travel alone. <laughs> he is right about that. And and how can you state that definitively? Well, uh, the first time um, was in Georgia in 1984. I had a sighting um, about, uh, I guess it was about 50 yards, 50 yards from me, at the bottom of a hill, and I was up on an elevated patio in the backyard, and uh, this thing looked right at me, and I saw these. This it was a strangely human-like face, so. That, that 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 does guide you into are these things more human like? Although it may depend on person's experience as well. If if they are expecting these things to be human, perhaps that's what they will perceive it to be. 
the second time that was in Georgia. The second time was in Mississippi. Here, in Mississippi, 1998. Uh, I saw one cross the road. Both of these sightings were at night, by the way. Now, the second time I saw this thing about 150 yards ahead of me. It crossed the road. It just, then when I got up to the point where it, where it crossed the road, it stopped in a ditch, just stood there with its, with its back to the road. I saw a side profile. I saw a, uh, a large bicep on the right arm. Uh, and this was a, a white-colored creature, which, which that's extremely rare to see those. Even in Ohio, it's, it's rare to see them, although people say they have seen them. So well, It's rare. It's rare to see any albino creature out there. That's why when you see an albino crocodile or deer or heifer or whatever, it's rare. And yeah. people, it, it's all over the news. So it's, it, you know, let alone a Sasquatch. I mean, albino, you know, that sort of uh, scenario is rare all by itself. Indeed well, it is. Henry, are, are, you, are you saying it was an albino or a white-colored Sasquatch? I really couldn't tell because it never looked at me, so I didn't see the face. If I'd seen the face, I might have been able to, you know, if if it had if it, if it had pink eyes, you know, much like right. uh, albinos do have, I would have been able to determine that for certain. But uh, I don't know if it was if it was an albino or if it was just a you know white with age, because there are those that speculate that these creatures their their hair turns white with age, so. So, but your second, you know, second sighting, though, crossed cross the road. I mean, that, to me, uh, i got to look at reports like that and go, it doesn't seem supernatural to me. It seems like something trying to just cross a road. Uh, you know, I mean, why take right. that risk? No, I, I wouldn't think that would be uh, supernatural. <laughs> I mean, if it was, why would it be crossing a road? Right. <laughs> uh, and as you, as you pointed out earlier, why would they hunt deer? Why would they hunt anything? Yeah, I mean, of course, of course, that's not been proven, but that's that is what is a lot of times reported. You know, a lot of times uh, hunters report their kill being taken away, or or people see that you know deer run out, and all of a sudden there's a Sasquatch there. So it, it just kind of stands mm-hmm. reason. You know, these things exist. You know that that they that they hunt, uh, and it doesn't seem supernatural to me. It seems like a predator. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and people say that they've seen them, uh, that they group hunt. They Mm -hmm. actually, uh, there's more than one. It's like one will chase the deer, and then there'll be another another Sasquatch up ahead on the on the trail or something, or in the forest, or even in a clearing, and that's when uh, that's when they're able to catch the thing. That's when they're able to catch the deer, right? Or the elk. I mean. these things even pack change. Behavior yeah. Right. And that's that's right. I mean, pack behavior is not, you know, unusual in, in the human, in the animal kingdom. So that, mm. that would not, um, if, if you had the ability, you know, to utilize uh, a spaceship or, I mean, I, that's, that's the kind of stuff that, like, that is animal behavior to me. So how they're either animals or they're something else. And... And if they are something else, why would they so often, I mean, the vast majority of reports place them doing animal-like behavior. So that's that's a a, a rub for me, you know. Could they they have some more awareness of their surroundings and and that kind of stuff? You know, that 
That's hot. And also, why would they need to eat if they were supernatural or if they were from UFOs or whatever? Well, I imagine that aliens probably eat. (laughs) But but I I don't know that this would be their their that this would necessarily be their Burger King, you know. But uh, (laughs) right, fast food. Right. I mean, yeah. But I mean, they act. The the thing is, it comes down. the, The fact is. They they would they would most likely have to be one or the other, and if you, if you have you know a, uh, a terrestrial animal, uh, it it's an animal, and and the vast majority of reports, vast, uh, are give them very animal like behavior. I would agree with that. I mean, I, I think they, they I think these creatures. They 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 do quite a bit of and they demonstrate quite a bit of animal behavior. Um, that's not to say that they that they might not be human like. I mean, obviously we don't know that for sure. But at the same by the same token, uh, you know, humans are animals. So right, but I mean, you know, most of the stuff that's reported out there, though. I mean, we're talking about. Uh, tree knocks, uh, which a lot of times I believe tree knocks are actually rock knocks on trees, but that's a side note. But, uh, you know, uh, rocks thrown, uh, hunting, uh, you know, I've seen great evidence. I mean, I've seen some really cool things about nests. Uh, I don't know if you got anything to put in there uh, on this subject, uh, Henry, about nests, but I've seen some really cool things where possible nests have been found, it, which include uh, unknown hair in these areas, and rocks found in these areas uh, I mean some cr- incredible stuff, I, I find, anyways. And uh, I don't see something, if it is Sasquatch that are building these nests, and I mean, you know, floor-ground nests, and actually maybe even possibly a, a tree-bound nest, uh, that something would need to rest when they can jump through a portal or take a, a ship somewhere else. There's no, no reason to do that. But there has been some great progress, I believe, in this avenue, and I've seen some great evidence, um, and and I just don't, I can't conceive in my head that that something supernatural or, or paranormal would, would need to build a Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't well, know if you true. had any feet, feet. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, got some, if it's terrestrial and natural, it's got to sleep somewhere, right? So. Well, and that, the nest the nest um, is is a similar behavior to apes, to gorillas. They do the same thing. So you look for things that that uh, exist in in uh, the natural world and known animals, and and it's interesting that Sasquatch has behaviors like that. Yeah, which is animalistic or at least humanistic. I mean, something that's terrestrial, bound, and. Uh, has a reason to do what it does uh, for survival. I mean, on yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, these things they they tend to uh, build these nests, but a lot of people believe that they're nomadic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've heard all sorts of theories from it being you know nomadic to a a you know primitive human being to all sorts. Of, I mean, all it's conjecture and guesses. Uh, we have no idea. Um, I know something's out there, 
I won't claim to know what it is. Um, you know, I just lean towards a more of a primate based on recordings and eyewitness testimony and what I've seen and experienced and the whole nine. So uh, until proven otherwise, that's kind of where I lean, but not definitively. I will never claim that. You know, I don't have a, a body. I don't have anything definitive. I have a lot of unknowns, a lot of uh, cool stuff, a lot of, you know, whatnot, but nothing definitive. So where we stand today is where uh, we've been standing for a long time. But I think we're making progress. I really do. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and also with paranormal creatures, the footprint, that, 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 that's, a, uh, that's an interesting question as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, but we refer back to how do you call something paranormal and something a Sasquatch? I mean, how do you combine the two unless you absolutely saw what you saw do what you saw it do? <laughs> you know, I mean... Uh, too many times, you know, people are in the woods and they have something strange happen or extraordinary happen. Um, and sometimes they see stuff. But combine the call to Sasquatch to me is a big leap, huge leap. You know, and there's a lot of people I respect in this field that claim this sort of thing. And I won't discount them or, or call them a liar by no means. I just, you know, uh, as a researcher, as a, an enthusiast, I got to question what they saw and how they combine the two. Well, you saw this, but is that a Sasquatch? I mean, I don't know. I, I just have not seen enough evidence to point to the other realm of what I'm doing other than Sasquatch is a terrestrial creature of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, John Green said we should not turn assumptions into possibilities. And I think that's right. sage advice. Absolutely sound advice and well said. I mean, truly. And that's why, uh, looking back at some of these guys have been doing this a long time, both past and present uh, is important because uh, they've been through the knockout rounds and, and, and been beaten down, but we can learn a lot from them. Even if you disagree with them, uh, a lot of these guys have been doing this a long time and done really good work on it, and so I'd never discount anything. Mm-hmm. No, I agree, I agree. Well, anyway, um, I'm yeah. going to go ahead and take off then. Uh, but thanks for thanks for asking me to call in, Gunner. Um, I really appreciate you, uh, you guys yeah. wanting my input on this. We appreciate yeah, absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thank you for your, uh, your thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. No problem. All right. Y'all have a good one. You too. You too. So, really, I mean, really, when it gets down to it, the, I think the thing that we, <laughs> the conclusion we can come to is that we don't know. We don't know what they are, um, people that, you know, there are the, the fortunate number of people that have had a confirmation experience, so I'm sure that all of them, they do not all feel fortunate, but uh, right. people like you, like you, Shane, that, I mean, it, it, it's interesting that it, you know, you're hot on, in the pursuit of, of now what what are they, what is their nature, um, you, you know, you spend a lot of time um in the woods, looking for uh, yeah. evidence, and until we first solve, I think the, the first thing to uh, solve, the first puzzle to solve is is uh, what that can we conclusively prove their existence, and then we can start looking at what what are they, um, right? And and that's where we're at. So we we're we're making progress, but we're not there yet. So not there yet, but we're making progress. 
That's right. So I appreciate you being here this weekend. This Sunday we'll be back next Sunday at 4 p.m. Pacific with another Monster X Radio. Thanks again, Shane. I'll, I'll talk to you soon, buddy.